0: Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
1: The great Chinese philosopher Lao Tzu once said, those who have knowledge don't predict. Those who predict don't have knowledge. Well, here we are all geared up to do some predicting. It's the Friday show, and that means we're back with your favorite segment. You heard it here first. It's Friday, January twenty seventh. I'm Adam Booker.
2: I'm Joe Ritchie,
3: and I'm John Ashley.
1: And this is the City Report podcast.
0: Where is the goal to keep Sergio
1: Aguero,
0: unbelievable! Manchester United 1, Manchester City 6, it's 2 for Dzeko. Tottenham Hotspur 3, Manchester City 4. They have made the impossible possible.
1: Welcome back into the City Report podcast, your home for daily Manchester City coverage. Hello, John. Hello, Joe. Glad to have you back on the show. And John, these prediction shows, I don't think you guys have been on yet since uh, since joining from the Main Road Ramble, but I'd have to say you're on a special one with the FA Cup because I think it just opens up a lot more interesting doorways for us with random-ass teams, essentially.
3: Yeah, absolutely agree. I've got to be honest, I'm still reeling a little bit from the podcast starting with Chinese philosophy like you, you, before we came on air you were asking us how to pronounce this philosopher's name and I had zero context like absolutely zero context so I was like I have no idea what you're talking about so I'm glad that there was context uh, that was relevant but very excited to be here
1: yeah I'm a, a well-studied man but in reading you don't learn how to pronounce things you know so I had to take to the internet I had a little YouTube clip that told me how to pronounce the name. I'm trusting the YouTube clip. So hopefully if we have any Chinese listeners or any listeners that are just simply smarter than the three of us, which is probably the bulk of them, reach out to me and and tell me if I got it correct. Um, Yeah, hopefully, Joe, you don't have to make any sort of educated uh, statements like that.
2: No, no. Uh, Like like John said, when you asked us before starting recording, I was like, you're not going to get a pronunciation out of me. Um, You're not going to get many philosophical takes out of me. So um, I'll leave that to you, Adam. Um, You can be the sophisticated option on this this trio and we'll go from there.
1: That sounds good. Well, I'll lead us into the prediction show then. For those of you who have not listened to You Heard It Here First before, this is not your average prediction show. We're not just going to predict the score lines of the games this weekend. We're going to come in with some more unique, hard-hitting predictions. Sometimes they can be a bit weird. However, they do have to be quantifiable. So we have to be able to end this weekend and look back and say, black or white, the prediction came true or it did not. For, for example, in the past, we've had predictions like Ivan Toney will score a brace against City and he will do a celebration about being snubbed for the World Cup squad for England. And lo and behold, somehow that happened. So shout out to Charlie Gordon for making that prediction. So weird predictions, peculiar predictions. They do have to be quantifiable. John, I'm going to start with you as we head into this FA Cup weekend what is your prediction? All right,
3: you uh, you heard it here first. At the end of the weekend, there will be no London-based teams left in the FA Cup.
1: Ooh, ooh, I like that kicking out the Southerners. That's a good one. That that's a really good one because there is way too many clubs in London for my for my liking. <laughs> Every time I don't know where a club is in the UK, which I'd have to say my geography is is good enough. Every time I'm not quite sure where they're from, and I do a quick Google, suburb of London, outskirts of London, which seems to be, the outskirts of London seem to be like three hours away. As long as London is near you on the map, you're the outskirts of London. Um, I I like that one. What do you think, Joe?
2: Well, Uh, Yeah, kind of backpacking off of that, Adam, I think it's an interesting take. I'm just not familiar enough with clubs outside the Premier League geographically. So, John, I was hoping you could elaborate on who that would be besides Spurs and Arsenal because I'm just curious how long of a list that really is. Yeah, you've rumbled me a little bit uh, because there are only like four or five teams
3: (laughs) from the London area left in the Cup. Um, There's a
2: couple upsets already, though, with Arsenal and, and Spurs...
3: They are all Premier League teams that are remaining. I'm not including Luton Town. That's definitely not London. But the the teams that are looking at the fixtures here, obviously we have Arsenal. Uh, We have Fulham. They're at home to Sunderland. West Ham are at Derby County. And Tottenham Hotspur are at... Preston North End, which is probably going to be the biggest shock uh, of those four fixtures should Preston North End come through. Um, that whole quantifiable thing that you said at the start, I feel like might backfire. Um, I mean, I, I had to edit my uh, prediction on the fly a little bit because I was going to say that none of them will be in the, the draw for the the next round. However, if you draw, then you are automatically in the draw for the next round. It's just kind of an either-or kind of situation. So I'm going with kind of the outright they're all going to get, they're all going to lose this weekend.
1: Yeah. Well, I will give it to you if when I write down your prediction, and I will because there is a running scoreboard and there will be a trophy purchased and sent to whoever gets the most amount of correct predictions this season. When I write yours down, the wording will be, that no London clubs will feature in the next round. So I think it's fair to say that even if they get to a replay and still get knocked out, I, I will count it. Yeah. Um,
3: I'm not including Reading, uh, which, you know, I, if, if I if I really wanted to, I could. They're, they're at United, and so that, you know, <laughs> should have been a relatively easy one. But um, yeah, surprisingly low number of London clubs left in this this season's competition. It's a, a real... Actually, all England FA Cup.
1: One might say that that's a uh, a London derby at Old Trafford, but maybe my geography is a bit backwards on that one. I, I like that. I am uh, always a fan of of rooting against London teams, so that'll make this this weekend a bit spicier. Joe, we'll come on to you. What is your prediction heading into this weekend? So,
2: I am changing mine a little bit because of the numbers um, from what I looked at earlier, but you heard it here first. There will be more goals uh, scored by Premier League teams than non-Premier League teams. And to add that detail, there's 11 Premier League teams playing in the FA Cup, 21 non-Premier League teams. So I think they will outscore the 21 teams.
1: Wow, that is that is a good one. I'm looking back at... The last round, just looking to see if any of the Premier League teams had any runaway victories. I'm seeing Brighton put up five on Middlesbrough. Mm-hmm. Other than that, he they're not... four on Chelsea. Yes, that is Brighton true. Have,
2: Brighton have Liverpool, and it seems like they kind of have their numbers. So I see goals in that. Uh, that one kind of stood out to me. Um, I think Spur. I mean. It's funny because this kind of goes against John's pick, but I think Spurs could put up a, a pretty good amount on Preston um, Fulham against Sunderland, perhaps depending on how strong they go. So I, I think there's a few opportunities for you know Leeds, Accrington, Stanley. That could be anything. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty confident about
1: it. So you're looking for chaos ball essentially. You're looking for four 100%. threes, five yeah, five yeah. twos. Yeah. Yep. Hey, I'm all for it. That sounds like a very interesting weekend. What do you make of that one, John?
3: <laughs> well, I don't know. He doesn't want five threes, you know, four threes and five twos because that means that a lot of the lower league sides yeah. who are playing those Premier League teams are well, actually. Well,
1: there getting... are a few there are a few all Premier League matchups. Brighton, yeah, yeah. Liverpool, City Arsenal. Actually, that's it.
2: I'm banking on goals in, in those match, and then just really like I think United could put up a pretty number against Reading, and Reading probably won't score. It's, it'll be a lot of like four ones, four nothings, is is what I'm expecting. Whether it comes true is is another matter.
1: Yeah, round round three doesn't bode a good. It doesn't bode well for you just looking back at at the round three scores. But mm-hmm. I do I do like this one. I think it might be. I'd say it's far more likely than John's prediction. I don't know. What do you, what do you guys make of that? I, I think it's far more likely than John's prediction. I'm not feeling like three or four Premier League London clubs are all going to get knocked out in the same weekend.
2: Yeah, but I think that's kind of a hat tip to John for, for going bold. You know what I mean? Like, picking Spurs to lose to Preston is is bold. Um if nothing else, that one stands out to me. I mean, West Ham against Derby County. Who who really knows? But I, I'd say yeah, mine's probably a little bit more likely. John, do you do you agree?
3: Uh, yeah, I do think that yours is is more likely. Looking at the fixtures, um, in terms of how many goals the Premier League tied teams could get, especially you know you mentioned three or four ties there that could be five or six, and so. And, you know, City could play out a 3 old draw with Arsenal as well, which right. is, you know, just adding to that. So, yeah, I definitely think that yours is more likely, but I,
1: I always love an outside an outside gamble. Well, you've got to toe the line of realistic and, uh, and peculiar because you guys don't know what the trophy is. For all you know, it might be my signed Joe Hardkit hanging behind me that I might just bundle up and ship in the mail to somebody if I'm feeling really, really nice. So you've got to try and make them a bit realistic, but I I appreciate John's outlandish prediction. We'll move on to mine now, finally. And we're going to stick with geography, like John. I've got the philosophy down. I've got the pronunciation of philosophers down. We'll see if I've got my geography down because my prediction, you heard it here first, Burnley, Vincent Companies, Burnley, will be the only Lancashire-based club remaining in the FA Cup at the end of this round. So that means that Blackpool, Preston, Fleetwood Town, Accrington, and Blackburn will all be knocked out this weekend. What do you make of that, John? I think
3: when you're relying on the results of more than four, you're you you're setting yourself up for trouble. Um Probably some geographical qualification needs to go into this as well. Um, City uh, play in the county of Greater Manchester, uh, as do United for some reason. But the other, you know, uh, the rest of them, Liverpool again, Merseyside. Um, so, yeah, those those other teams, you know, Accrington Stanley, home to Leeds, that that might be an upset. I don't know. Um I could I think that potentially is the well Blackburn Birmingham as well I think. I think I think you could be on on rough ground there. Um Blackburn have had a bit of a slump recently but to to get for all of those to come off um Southampton at home to Blackpool I don't know. That that has upset kind of written mm-hmm. all over it for me in terms of Southampton wanting to you know if, if it's tight with a couple of minutes left and it's it, it's a draw and Southampton are like, we don't want to go all that way up to Blackpool for a midweek and we've got to s- focus on staying in the Premier League. They might just, I'm not saying they'll throw one in, they might just stop trying a little bit. So, risky, but You don't bold. think
1: the the competitive juices over whose beach town is better than the others is is going to get Southampton <laughs> G'd up for this one?
3: Well... Uh, I mean, historically, it's going to be it's going to be Blackpool. I wouldn't even. I'm not even sure that that Southampton is a beach town. I would say it's more of a port. But um,
1: that's that's fair. Uh,
3: yeah, uh, Blackpool's a better beach town because it is the only beach town in in, in summary. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I think you're onto a, you're onto a loser there. I don't I don't think that's going to come off.
1: Well, I'm going to ignore that you said that. Is Blackpool give me give me an American as as a british person living in america give me the american equivalent to blackpool are we talking jersey shore are we talking (laughs) bethany beach give me some sort of equivalent that i can gauge the level of trashiness to classiness um
3: so i've been to neither of those of those places which of them was the 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 trashier jersey Jersey Shore. shore absolutely Okay, so Jersey Shore is probably seven or eight levels above Blackpool. Oh okay. at
2: this point. in terms um, of its classier? Yes. Oh God. I
3: think have that's you seen the Jersey likely, Shore,
1: John? I think that's <laughs> because, likely because I have not
3: I have not seen the Jersey Shore, but I'm very confident <laughs> that Blackpool is still <laughs> that far below.
1: All right, welcome back to the City Report podcast. Let's let's talk about football again. Obviously, you're listening to this most likely on a Friday morning, uh, this afternoon, this evening, depending on where you are. We face off with Arsenal for the first time this season, the red hot Gunners. How are you guys feeling about this? Because um, obviously, Andrew and and Ali previewed this game on yesterday's episode. If you haven't listened to that, go and listen to it. It's a fantastic preview of. Not just this game, but just the kind of future of, of Arteta versus Pep and what kind of era that might be, if any era might exist. Um, Joe, I'll come to you first. Are you feeling like this game is not a write-off, but but we do have bigger games against them in the league coming up? But I think the general consensus, at least from, from Amos, Ali, and Andrew, was that this can be a real game that you can make a statement in and kind of remind Arsenal of, you know, why th- why they're the title challengers and we're the title holders.
2: Yeah, I think it's a massive opportunity to um, potentially remind all of England and, and the Premier League in particular who, you know, who the boss is. Um, obviously, Arsenal have had a fantastic campaign. Um, truthfully, I, it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if they go on to win the title. But looking at I think this match felt a really nice time. So they haven't played since Sunday. They don't play again till next Sunday. There's no reason Pep can't play what he deems to be his best 11. Um, Obviously I think probably Ortega will play, but aside from that. So for me, it's, it's a chance to see what you got against the best right now, this season, Arsenal have been the best. There's no real arguing with that. I would imagine that they'd go with most of their starting 11 that we've seen majority of the season. So it's a good preview for what's to come the rest of the season. We know we play them two more times um, at minimum. So I, I think it's a great opportunity. I think City are have just turned the corner enough that we should get a, a good idea of where they're at uh, against a side that's in form. So I'm quietly confident. <laughs> I think is probably the best way to put it. Uh, there's definitely opportunity to get certain players back into form while also leveraging the players like Mares, Grealish, Rodri, Rico Lewis, et cetera, that are already in good form.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, when you look at the fixture list, both teams have more than a week until their next game after, after tomorrow. So, um, or after today, excuse me. And, and that kind of looks like we might get full strength teams from, from both managers. I don't know. Do you, do you agree with Joe, John, that, this is an opportunity to put a full-strength team out like Arsenal may do the same and and kind of put a marker down, or are we going to kind of see shades of, I guess it was 2020, 2021, when, when we had Chelsea in the Champions League final and it felt like we played them about six times in the, in the build-up to that final, and we kind of saw different teams each time. Maybe Pep was trying to to not show his hand too much for, for the main event. And obviously, this is a big cup tie you know we want to go on a cup run it's it's something that we haven't done all that often under pep getting to to the fa cup final obviously only winning it once um and only twice in in the shakements or era or do you look at this as a game to really lay down that marker
3: yeah well for, for one i'm really glad that we can't face arsenal in the champions league this season because <laughs> i truly as you were kind of just about to say that i was like this is like chelsea in in 2020, And, you know, especially even to the extent that Tuchel's kind of studied under Guardiola and, you know, Arteta very much a Guardiola student as well. Yeah, it it feels like that there is possibility, you know, with with City playing Arsenal twice in the space of three weeks, potentially three times in the space of three weeks if, if it goes to a replay, that Pep goes into overthink mode. A little bit in terms of not wanting Arsenal to see what he thinks is City's best lineup to beat them in the FA Cup game. Um, but then again, it depends what he's what he's thinking. And um, it's not like City are two points behind Arsenal. Uh, there's still a lot of work to do in that context. So I, I it's really difficult to tell. I, I feel like. Alvarez should start. I'm not. I don't know if he will or not. Um, he might actually start Alvarez at Spurs next week uh, because that might be a better game for him. Uh, I, I, just, I just don't know. Um, I feel like, as, as Joe said, the likes of Mares and Grealish feels like they're really, really gonna start. I wouldn't be surprised to see some kind of double. Double pivot, Um, Hmm. maybe Phillips and Rodri, uh, just to kind of counteract the the strength that Arsenal have picked up in midfield in in the last couple of seasons. And so, yeah, to be honest, I'm I'm glad that I'm not giving a kind of really detailed prediction for this because I have no idea. Especially with a Friday night as well, like it's just there's so many weird things about this game that. I'm just no idea what's going to
2: transpire. It's interesting too, John, that you bring up a double pivot, because I feel like if you look at the way Arsenal typically set up, um, there's some similarities in obviously Partey and and Rodri are two of the best, uh, defensive midfielders in the league. And then I think Phillips and Jaka have some similarities in the sense that they're not necessarily the true defensive midfielder, but they probably will thrive playing next to one. Um, can have a bit of bite in their game, maybe a bit more edge than a Partey or a Rodri. And then even going to the back line, right? You have Sinchenko who tucks inside similar to what Rico Lewis does. It just feels like there's the potential for a lot of overlap. And we know these two managers know each other very well, uh, have a lot of similar philosophies as far as how they want to play football. And I, I'm just curious to see how this is a lot different than the Mikel Arteta team that beat City in the FA Cup a couple seasons ago. And I think that there's an opportunity for some tweaking on both sides.
1: Yeah, I think what's most interesting to me is that you have two teams, you know, it's kind of being billed as, as Guardiola and Arteta head-to-head and, and the two best teams in England, the two teams most likely to battle it out for the title. When re- in reality, you've got two teams in two completely different situations at the moment. You've got a City team who... Have been the most dominant force in the country for half a decade now. That are kind of licking their wounds at the moment and haven't quite figured it out yet. You've got the kind of crushing derby defeat less than two weeks ago. Um, you've got this really interesting game against Spurs, where for forty-five minutes you play well, but but come you end up down two goals and you come roaring back and you get the momentum going, and then a big win against Wolves and you feel like maybe the momentum's coming and you've got Arsenal who are just in this rare, rare type of form where, you know, they're on pace for a hundred points and not many teams, as we know, only one team has ever done that. And not many teams even get to this halfway point on that pace. So it feels like with city, you, you could see a, a weird lineup in the sense that there are players that we absolutely need to get going. And, I'm sick of saying that we need to get them going instead of saying, oh, it's it's great to see them going again. The likes of Kyle Walker, the likes of Ruben Diaz, i Laporte, Jal Cancelo, Calvin Phillips. I mean, the list, unfortunately, goes on and on. And, John, if you're Pep, do you look at this game as an opportunity, potentially, as a big game, big occasion, in the Cup, against the league leaders, who most likely will play a full-strength team, is it an opportunity to kind of throw some of these players in the deep end and say, this is your opportunity, work your way back into the picture or sink, essentially?
3: Yeah, I, I think so. And, you know, I, I was doing a bit of math over the weekend with Arsenal starters in the Premier League. And I think it was seven of their the 11 that started against United had started all of their other Premier League games this season and Odegaard wasn't one of them he has one less Um, and so it's ridiculous how consistent that team has been in terms of that personnel so if Arteta goes with a a full strength lineup those those eight players are going to be in there and they know exactly how they're going to play so does that therefore benefit City because this is going to be their first choice lineup against them in a couple of weeks and therefore should city play a not full strength lineup right now so that uh guardiola can look at the look at arsenal and see okay this is where we need to like i don't know um it's a really fascinating battle that i think is going to play out um and I, I would I would say that we, we will see some kind of hybrid. Um, you know I think John Stones should probably have a rest, uh, so I'd probably put like a Diaz uh, Laporte back to uh, Rico Lewis on one side, and it's probably going to be R K on the left. But we'll see we'll see how true that those Zhao Cancelo things are if if, if he starts on, the, on on tonight, I guess. But I'm 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 excited for the game. Um, you know, I, I do love the FA Cup, but I, I'm glad that this game is before either of the league games, just just the way it's worked out, because I think we'll, we will get a sense of, I think Pep will benefit more from that than, than Arteta will, simply because Pep's more prone to rotation at the moment than, than Arteta is.
1: Well, there's one name in there that you mentioned that I want to pick up on, and that's Ruben Diaz. And I think that right now, for me, it's starting to feel like he's the most important player on the out-of-form list in the, in the sense that if you get him going and you get him firing again and you can kind of get maybe a Stones-Diaz partnership or a Laporte-Diaz partnership going again, he's such a vital member of this team from a leadership point of view. And we've seen and we've talked about it on the show before that this team is lacking a vocal leader. And sometimes he gives off the you know extra alpha male energy, and every time you know every word out of his mouth is motivational in some way or another, and that probably can rub some of the players the wrong way. But in these big games, you know we're hoping there's going to be a big atmosphere at the Etihad. He's the kind of guy that you want—you want him to go in, make a block on an Eddie and Nketiah shot, and get up and pound his chest and pound the chest of Laporte next to him when he when he blocks a shot. What do you think, Joe? Is is this the perfect game, if he's fit, to get Diaz back into the picture? Because I think if you get him back into the picture, he can be vital for for the rest of the season.
2: I I was going to say no, and then in my head I was thinking, well, what's the next best option? Because otherwise you're waiting another nine days till Spurs, and we know the run of fixtures that City have coming up aren't forgiving. So where it's a cup match, I'm actually going to say yes. Adam, I think it probably is the right match to bring him back. For me, it's just a matter of, how much change are you going to put around him? Uh, you know, I think he can slot in pretty much at any time, but I would hope that it wouldn't be a DS Laporte, Cancelo Walker backline, right? Just wholesale changes. Cause I think that's probably going overboard for me. If you, if you put him back there with, I, I think stone should play. I, I, I understand where John, John's coming from, but I think with the amount of space in between matches, stone should start. And then if you do, Ake And Lewis, I think that's the right time to bring him back. You have stability on either side. You obviously have one of Rodri or Phillips, if not both, in front of you. So for me, in that sense, yes, it's the right time to bring him back. It's just a matter of who's around him
1: nice before we get out of here uh just a little bit of housekeeping if you are a new listener hit the follow button hit the subscribe button leave a rating leave a review that is the best way for us to get this show out to other blues like you and like i mentioned earlier there is a full preview of tonight's game against arsenal just one episode back with amos ollie and andrew so go give that a listen thank you guys very much for tuning in today john joe any last words from either of you Perfect. We'll see you.
0: Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end of season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running. And just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply, see mcdonalds.com.
1: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.